Let's continue to talk about stocks and themes affected by the geopolitical crisis in Ukraine. So far, we've talked energy, and we got to talk more tech, though, too. Cybersecurity is very important alongside the commodity story we've been spending much time on. Chris Rulin joins us, CEO at Phosphorus Cybersecurity, a 25-year veteran in the industry. Chris, thanks so much for being here on the program. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what should we know right off the bat uh, in terms of how potentially this uh, conflict in Eastern Europe uh, might be affecting the uh, attention, need for, or general cybersecurity demand? Oh, I think it'll definitely drive cyber <clears throat> cybersecurity to demand. We've never seen a hot war in cyberspace. Cyber warfare has really been kind of low key and covert and quiet. And when the Russians hit the Ukrainians the first time, uh, our government attributed that within a couple hours. So they're not even really trying to hide. Uh, at this point, do uh, most American companies, the way you see it, have tools uh, to deal with this uh, potential uh, style of threat? Uh, we've been all working from home for two years. I would imagine our cyber tech is pretty well, our fortress pretty well built up. Well, the technologies are there, the tools are available, and the industries that should be the most concerned, like financial services, critical infrastructure and energy um, certainly have those resources, but we did get a wake up call with Colonial Pipeline. I mean, that was that was a lot of downtime and that was that was just a gang of hackers. That wasn't a, a nation state. True. Um, is that uh, is that's style of attack something you think uh, that uh, will happen again, even though the perpetrators, um, I mean, I guess they, in some ways they, they got away with it. If you're looking at this as a hacker, uh, do you feel encouraged or um, uh, dissuaded by uh, how uh, the Colonial Pipeline uh, attack went down? Well, so Colonial shut down the pipeline before the hackers actually got to the pipeline, which was smart because the, the hackers actually got into the pipeline devices. It could have been a lot worse. But the style of attack has changed. And so the style of attack against the Ukrainians was destructive malware. And typically with uh, computer hackers, it's kind of like a virus. You don't want to kill the host. You want to get information from it. But when you're destroying computers, you're killing the host. We haven't really had to deal with destructive malware for quite some time. Hmm. And that's where the adversary is just trying to shut you down, not try to steal from you. Interesting. The, the flips, the, there's a flip side of the coin, though, which is every hacker in the world is pretty unhappy with Russia. And so Russia's got to deal with the weight of nation states like the United States, who are the best in the world at cyber, um, in addition to every other hacker on the planet who might might have an issue with it, like the... The hackers are anonymous, which are very skilled. U.S. still the best uh, uh, cyber uh, team in the world, better than China, better than Russia. Or do I watch too many James Bond movies? I feel like we're second or third at best. No, that's just because they don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, so right now, generally, when you're a cybersecurity firm and you're talking with clients, who are the companies or the types of industries that feel exposed? Uh, even if we do have our act together, where are those weak spots? Uh, where as an investor right now d does this matter? Where are the places that haven't already built up all the fortress they need? Sure, you know, when we talk about the security elite or the, the, the companies who are able to invest tens of million dollars in their, in their security infrastructure, they're in good shape. But as we get downstream into the middle market, you know, they may not have a board of directors who's pushing cybersecurity. So we still see a lot of lift in, in the cyber market. And you're dealing with a threat where there's no risk of 
the attacker really going to jail. You're totally on your own to defend yourself. No one's going to save you. And you've got to spend and secure and build a fortress for yourself. Uh, Chris, one of the things uh, that may be a stretch here uh, is uh, the vehicle revolution too. Uh, another theme we've been talking about, energy prices going up, pushing the uh, adoption arguably of the EV infrastructure. Uh, electricity generally, the sources of such electricity, possibly more hackable than having uh, oil in the ground that you can uh, put into your car if you're on the run. And then we've also got cars now that are internet machines too. Uh, how safe is the, the, the vehicle uh, uh, <laughs> right now? Well, so I don't know if you saw, there was a, a, an attack on Toyota today that shut down seven of their mm -hmm. factories. Um, that's been potentially attributed to the Russians. And then about six months ago, uh, the Russians tried to pay a Tesla employee $2 million to bring a USB stick into work. So <laughs> certainly automotive and electricity are targets. And you're right, all those cars are big devices on the internet of things. Chris, as uh, civilians, when we are uh, reading uh, competing news flow, uh, and uh, right now a lot of this has been in the uh, realm of news where there's uh, disputed reports about all kinds of things. Uh, Putin will say, well, this, we didn't do that. This is the way it went down. When it comes to knowing the source of a software attack, uh, should we generally, uh, is it usually something that uh, can be found uh, if we read that uh, this is the source of an attack? I mean, is it um, able to be triangulated with that much ease? Uh, say a Toyota factory, for example, if the Japanese say, hey, this was, uh, you know, Russians. Uh, is it easy to track these sorts of things? It's not easy, but our governments have invested a lot in what's called attribution, okay. finding out who launched an attack. Yes. And so if, say, the United States government or Japanese government claims that this is the source of an attack, I think that's a reputable source. Okay, so people leave fingerprints, even good hackers? They do, but it, it appears in this case, and at least in the Russian attacks on Ukraine, they didn't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess maybe that'll help the hunt to some extent. All right. Interesting uh, economy, Chris. Thanks for being here. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Good stuff. Chris Rowland, CEO at Phosphorus Cybersecurity. Okay. Getting the ball rolling here for our cyber themes over the next couple of days.